Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast episode of Christmas Around the World. I'm George Neblock, and today's podcast is going to be about Christmas in Russia. I hope everybody is having a good week so far. I know it's only Monday. Well, Tuesday when this is coming out, but Monday when I'm recording this. Monday night. So, I hope everybody is having a good week. A good... November 8th. Sorry, I had to look at the date. Because, I mean, time is just going so fast. It's going to be Christmas before we know it. I haven't even got decorated. I need to do that. I've already been listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas movies on Hallmark. But I need to get started decorating. Because I like it going all out on decorations. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode of Christmas Around the World. For the Christmas Around the World podcast, I usually read from this website called Why Christmas. So, and then what I do after I read the stuff, I usually talk about what I read, tell you my thoughts on it, and just talk a little bit about it. So today, I'm going to be talking about Christmas in Russia, because I just, it seems like a really interesting, well, I wouldn't say interesting, because I haven't read it, but you know what I mean. Let's get into it. So, in the days of the Soviet Union, Christmas was not celebrated very much. New Year was made into the important time. Following the revolution in 1917, Christmas was banned as a religious holiday in 1929, and Christmas trees were banned until 1935 when they turned into New Year trees. So, this sort of reminds me of... I don't remember the name of it. Of the... I forgot what the name of it, but it was an old, it was an old Christmas movie cartoon, uh, where Burgermeister, the Burgermeister, uh, a young Santa, Santa came to this, uh, world, uh, I mean this town and the burgermeister declared it a law where toys were banned and I've seen a movie before where Christmas was banned but I don't remember what the movie was called but yeah 
If people did want to celebrate Christmas, they had to do it in secrets just in their families. So it was sort of... To me, it sounds like... <clears throat> maybe they saw Christmas as a... Yeah, they saw it as a religious holiday. Yeah, it says it right there. But... I mean, that that's just wrong. I mean, it should... You should be able to celebrate the way you want to celebrate. And not have to... I mean, they shouldn't have took that right away. I mean, I know over there, the law is much different than what it is in the United States. We have stuff much easier. But that was back in 1929. After the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, people was free to celebrate Christmas again, but it's still a quieter and smaller holiday in Russia after the big New Year's celebration. The New Year is the big time for spending lots of money and eating and drinking lots. Christmas is much more religious and private, so it's sort of like just a small group of people celebrate Christmas. It's not like over here where you see Christmas ads on TV and hear Christmas music in the stores. <clears throat> uh, New Year's is also when Grandfather Frost, known in Russia as Dead Moroz, brings presents to children. He is a always accompanied by his granddaughter, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. On New Year's Eve, children hold hands, make a circle around the Christmas tree, and call for the granddaughter, or Dad Moroz, when they appear at the store and other lights on the Christmas tree light up. Dad Moroz carries a big magic staff. The traditional greeting for Happy New Year's is S. Novem Godam. Got him. Christmas in Russia is normally celebrated on January 7th. That, that is weird. I've never heard it celebrated on the 7th of January. Only a few Catholic might celebrate it on the 25th of December. The date is different because the Russian Orthodox Church used the old Julian calendar. Oh! I heard about the old Julian calendar in, like, the, I forgot what, it was not last podcast, but the podcast before that, the episode before that. The Orthodox Church also celebrates Advent, but it has fixed dates. Starting on 28th of November and going to the 6th of January. So it's 40 days long. So with ours, it's like starts at December 1st and ends at the 24th or Christmas Eve. Because, I mean, my family always and most other people have Advent calendars that they use and they punch out the number and then they get like a piece of candy 
after each day. The official Christmas and new holidays in Russia last from December 31st to January 10th. Okay, in Russia, never mind. Some people fast and or don't eat anything on Christmas Eve until the first star has appeared in the sky. People then eat sokivo or kutia, kucha, a porridge made from wheat or rice served with honey, poppy seeds, fruit, especially berries and dried fruit like raisins, chopped walnuts, and sometimes even fruit jellies. I always like learning about the food that they have on Christmas. Because each, uh, each like country have different thing, different traditional meals they eat for Christmas. Uh, Kushia is sometimes eaten from one common bowl. This symbolizes unity. In the past, some families like to throw a spoonful of sokivo up on the ceiling. If it stuck to the ceiling, some people thought it meant they would have good luck and would have a good harvest. The Russian word for Christmas Eve is Sokolnik comes from the word Sokivo. Some Orthodox Christian Russians also don't eat any meat or fish during the Christmas Eve meal or feast. So, in here in the U.S. and most places, well, well, I shouldn't say most places because I don't know, but they over here, like for for Christmas, my family usually have turkey or ham. Well, usually ham, because I see ham as like a traditional Christmas meal. Other popular Christmas Eve foods include beetroot, beetroot soup, or borscht, or vegan potluck, soil, soy, sol, yanka. I am probably not saying saying that right. Served with individual vegetable pies. Often made with cabbage, potato, or mushrooms. Sauerkraut porridge dishes such as buckwheat with fried onions and fried mushrooms. Salads often made from vegetables like gherkins, mushrooms, or tomatoes, and also potatoes or other root vegetable salads. The meal often consists of 12 dishes representing the 12 disciples of Jesus. Vive, uh, I'm not gonna say that, uh, there's a word that means boil up, is often served at the end of the meal, it's a sweet drink made from dried fruit and honey boiled in water. That drink is traditionally at the birth of a child, so at Christmas it symbolizes the birth of the baby Jesus. So that's really interesting. Following the meal, 
prayers might be said and people then go to midnight church service. They often don't wash the dishes until they get home from church, sometimes not until 4am or 5am. So they stay at church for a long time. So midnight church service and they stay until 4, 4 to 5 in the morning. The main meal on Christmas Day is often more of a feast with dishes like the roast pork and goose, pierogue and palmini, or meat dumplings. Dessert is often things like fruit pies, gingerbread, and honey bread cookies called payaniki, and fresh and dried fruit, and more nuts. There are Russian Russian Christmas cookies called Kozulia, which are made in the shape of a sheep, goat, or deer. In some areas, children will go carol singing, carol singing around the homes of friends and families, and to wish people a happy New Year's. They are normally rewarded with cookies, sweets, and money. To people in Western Europe and the USA, one of the most famous things about Christmas in Russia is the story of Babushka. Babushka means grandmother in Russia. It tells the story of an old woman who met the wise man on the way to see Jesus. However, most people in Russia have never heard of the story as it was pro probably created by an American poet and writer called Edith Matilda Thomas in 1907. So, yeah. In the next part of the podcast, I will tell you the story of Babushka, how it tells it right here on this page. So, yeah. So, let's get into the story of Babushka. Okay, so this is the story of Babushka. Once in a small Russian town, there lived a woman called Babushka. Babushka always had work to do, sweeping, polishing, dusting, and cleaning. Her house was the best kept, most tidy house in the whole village. Her garden was so was beautiful and her cooking was wonderful. One evening she was busy dusting and cleaning, so busy that she didn't hear all the villagers outside in the village square talking about and looking at the new star in the sky, which, the northern star. The one, the wise man followed to Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's how this story goes. She had heard about the new star, but thought all this fuss about a star, I don't even have the time to look because I'm so behind with my work. I must work all night, so she missed the star as it shone brightly high overhead. She also missed the little line of twinkling lights coming down towards the village at dawn. She didn't hear the sound of the pipes and drums. She missed the voices and whispers of the villagers and wondering whether the lights were an army or a procession of some sorts. She missed the sudden quiet of the villagers and even the footsteps coming up the path to her door, but the one thing that she couldn't miss was the loud knocking on her front door. 
Now what is that? She wondered, opening the door. Babushka gaped in amazement. There were three kings at her door with one of their servants. My masters need a place to rest, the servant said, and yours is the best house in the village. You want to stay here? asked Babushka. Yes, it would only be until night falls and the star appears again. The servant replied, Babushka, Babushka gulped. Come in then, she said. The kings were very pleased when they saw all of the home-baked bread, pies, and cakes. She des dashed about uh, serving them, asking lots of questions. Have you come a long way? A very long way, sighed Casper. Caspar, where are you going? We're following the new story, said uh, Melchior. I hope I said that right. But where? The kings didn't know, but they believed that it would lead thee to a newborn king, a king of earth and heaven. Why don't you come with us? asked Balthazar. You could bring him a gift like we do. I bring gold, and my colleagues bring spices and perfumes, or in America, we know it as gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Or, like, anywhere like in Europe and stuff. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm not sure that uh, he would welcome me, said Babushka. And what could I bring that for a gift? Toys? I know I could bring a toy. I've got a cupboard full of toys, she said sadly. My baby son died when he was small. Balthazar stopped her as she went to tidy the kitchen up. This new king could be your king too. Come with us when the star appears tonight, he said. I think about it, sighed Babushka. As the king slept, Babushka tidied up as quietly as she could. What a lot of extra work there was, she thought, and this new king, what a funny idea to go off with the kings to find him. Babushka's, Babushka shook herself. There was no time for dreaming. All this washing up and putting away had to be done. Any, anyway, she thought, how long would she be away? What would she wear? What about the gift? She sighed. There is so much to do. The house will have to be cleaned when they've gone. I couldn't just leave it. Suddenly it was night time again and the straw was in the sky. Are you ready, Babushka? Asked Balthazar. I'll come tomorrow, Babushka called. I must just tidy here first and find a gift. The kings went away sadly. Babushka ran back into her house keen to get on with her work. Finally, she went to the small cupboard, opened the door, and gazed at all the toys, but they were just very dusty. They weren't fit for a baby king. They would all need to be cleaned. She cleaned all the toys until each one shined. Babushka looked through the window. It was morning. The straw had came and gone. The king's would have found somewhere else to rest by now. She could easily catch them up, but she felt so tired she had to sleep. The next thing she knew, she was awake and it was dark outside. She had slept all day. She quickly poured on her cloak, packed the toys in a basket, and ran down the path the kings had taken.
Everywhere she asked, have you seen the kings? Oh yes, everyone told her. We saw them. They went that way. For a day, Babushka followed the trails of the king. kings in the village. Villages got bigger and became towns, but Babushka never stopped. Then she came to a city, the palace, she thought. That's where the royal baby would be born. No, there's no royal baby here, said the palace court. When she asked him, what about three kings, asked Babushka. Oh yes, they came here, but they didn't stay long. They were soon on the journey, but where to, asked Babushka. Bethlehem. That was the place. I can't imagine why it... It's a very poor place, but that's where they went, replied the guard. She set off towards Bethlehem. It was evening when Babushka arrived at Bethlehem, and she had been traveling for a long time. She went into the local inn and asked about the kings. Oh yes, said the landlord. The kings were here two days ago. They were very excited, but they didn't stay the n even stay the night. And what about a baby? Babushka cried. Yes. Yes, there was, said the landlord. The kings asked about a baby, too. When he saw the disappointment in Babushka's eyes, he stopped. If you'd like to see where the baby was, he said quickly, it was across the yard there. I couldn't offer the couple anything better at the time. My inn was really full, so they had to go in the stable. Babushka followed him across the yard. Here's the stable, he said. He left her in the stable. Babushka, someone was calling uh, her in from the doorway. He looked kindly at her. She wondered if he knew where the family had gone. She knew now that the baby king was the most important thing in the world to her. They have gone to Egypt and safely, he told uh, Babushka, and the kings have returned to their country, countries. But one of them told me about you. I'm sorry, but you are too late. It was Jesus that they found, the world's savior. Babushka was very sad that she had missed Jesus, and it is said that Babushka is still looking for him. See, I didn't know about that story. I know of a story about Jesus, but I didn't know the story of Babushka. That, that's what I like so much about doing these, because I learn so much about other countries, countries, traditions, and other stories that I might not know if I didn't do this podcast. So, yeah. But that's all the... all on the page that I have. I hope y'all enjoyed. It... I will have in the description of the part... the episode the... this page where I'm finding out all this information. And, yeah. And I will also have in the description my Instagram, where if I got anything wrong in here, you can tell me. And maybe teach me a few things. And, yeah. I hope y'all liked this episode. 
the next episode will come out Thursday. Because I'm going to start uploading episodes every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So, yeah. I hope y'all enjoyed. And I look forward to doing the next episode.